Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. Okay, Doc, we are going live in three, two, one. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Hero's Journey. Uh, we just want to let you know this is the last one in the Hero's Journey guide. Is we're titling this one self-sufficient. Um, we don't we don't like doing this. You hate it when you see it, but please like and subscribe <laughs> to our podcast. Leave some comments. Essentially, you're gonna help us to grow our 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 brand, our social media. You're feeding the algorithm. You're, right. fe- you're feeding the beast. You're feeding the beast. So, yeah. <laughs> Give it a whatever platform we listen on. Give it a like. Give it a rating. Give it a comment. Uh, it just will help others find us. So we appreciate that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, we're gonna have more more posts on lifting and rehabs tips. Um, we, oh, we are coming out with an ebook soon. E-book, Very soon. Ebook coming out soon. Uh, and yeah, social medias and YouTube. I don't know if YouTube is considered social media. I guess it is. But follow us there. And as Anvil said, we'll have more tips and tricks for lifting and rehab and all that kind of stuff. So give us a follow. So we have been going through all these steps and this is our last one on it. And then we'll, we'll get into some other things, but we're hoping by this point, everyone uh, should have some, a basic understanding of a few things. If you feel like you don't have uh, this type of understanding, uh, go back, re-listen, Give us some more views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, at this point, if someone asks you what is health, I think you should be able to give them an understanding, a good, a good definition. If someone asks you what is fitness, if someone asks you what is metabolic syndrome, um, we had an episode on why mindset matters. Um, so go check that one out. Um, and also in that episode, we had some five rules to kind of keep you on the path to keep that right mindset. Uh, at this point, you should have a very, very, very basic understanding of the body um, when we talked about tissue because that helps with like knowing how to build tissue healing tissue and big takeaway is protein is the building block of, of muscle tissue and the body tissue uh, you should kind of understand training versus exercise um, you should have an understanding of why you need to log and you know write down <laughs> your workouts um, you should be able to set up your first three months of training um, at this point you should know the basic understandings on how to progress to see results and change in your body and change in your health. Uh, and now you should know kind of what to do with an acute onset of pain, no, no matter where that is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you feel like you don't understand those things, go back, listen, look some stuff up. But Check out the ebook. Check out, check out the ebook. Man, we're doing lots of plugs for our stuff. <laughs> we're learning. This is brought to you by Hero's <laughs> Journey. <laughs> Um, what have we not covered? So there's a lot of things we have. There are some things that we have not. Um, one of the big things is kind of specifics. We haven't really uh, gone too in the weeds on some specific things like which exercises to select when mm-hmm. you work out, how many reps, how many sets, which form of cardio to choose. We haven't equipment re- too. Equipment. We haven't really discussed specifics, and there's kind of a reason for that. And because everyone is different that people need different things and 
you know, a lot of times when you come out with definitive statements, people go, yeah, but it doesn't really. And it's like, we understand. It doesn't fit every single, it doesn't fit me. It's like, well, it's yeah, like a, it's yeah. general guidelines. There's always an exception. There's always an exception. Don't let the exceptions become the rule. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that being said, we do uh, kind of want to throw in some more maybe gems, little nuggets here, some general recommendations that can help you become more self-sufficient in your training that we just hadn't been able to touch on. We just, they, they, they didn't have anywhere to fit in. So we wanted to kind of rapid fire. Yeah. And, and we still want to cover them because we feel that once we go over these and a few other things we're going to cover today, you're going to have everything in your toolbox to become self-sufficient and in theory, go on this journey. Yeah. So here's some, we're just going to kind of rapid fire, go through some of these little gems here, some recommendations. We haven't really talked about rest and recovery, but you know, a big thing is getting six to eight hours of sleep and then about 48 hours of rest between workouts for that body part. So like don't hit chest every day. (laughs) Um, There's always exceptions. Some people can do that and you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's, yes, we don't want to get into the, the nuance of things, but in general, remember these are all general recommendations Give yourself 48 hours of 48 recovery. 48 hours, yeah. So if, so if you're doing a full body, so you worked out your full body, legs, arms, back, everything, on Monday, don't do full body again on Tuesday. Give yourself a rest break and then come back on Wednesday, and that's about 48 hours of recovery. That allows your body to um, fully uh, recover from the stimulus that you applied on Monday. Yeah, yeah, for example, you know, Monday's International Bench Day. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> you did your bench on Monday, and then Wednesday you hit squat. And then Friday you hit, I don't know, something else, Cam. Yeah. Uh, you get the idea. Yeah. And, and and also, one thing that gets way overlooked is rest from sports activities. I oh, cannot tell you how many yeah. times in in the clinic when I will see somebody who might have been playing pickleball. You know, they're, they're a once or twice a weeker in pickleball. And then they play in like a tournament or a round robin, like a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then they come in and are like, oh, my shoulder hurts or my hip hurts. And it's like, you just way overdid it. You did not give your body time to rest between these uh, activities. And it's like doing three you know, workouts in a row, hitting the same muscles with the same intensity. And expect you're overusing it. it. You're overusing it. Yeah. You're, like, you're going to have an overuse type of onset of pain. So take that into mind as well. A lot of times it's easy to think 48 hours between workouts. Uh, when I say workouts too, we're talking muscle groups, not just because you could work out arms one day and legs the yeah. next day, but um, don't sleep on and don't overlook recovery from sports. That's a big one. No, definitely. And another one is start small and light and then build <laughs> just because you could do it in the past doesn't mean you should. All right. all right, say that again, Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> just because he used to be able to do it in the past doesn't mean you should be doing it. Yeah, just because you could doesn't I mean, mean you, you should. should. Yeah. Uh, easy example is running. running. A lot of people okay. are like, oh, I used to run a mile you know, back in the day, and I'm going to try running again. You're going to give yourself shin splints. You're going to overwork that tibialis anterior. You might you might even kind of overwork your calves, something. Um, so start small. And I think with running, it's, I can speak from experience. I've definitely gone out <laughs> way too hard too soon. But it's just it, in the mindset, it feels a little bit different versus lifting weights. 
let's say you squat it for 300 pounds and you haven't squatted 300 pounds in like a long, long time. You know, like, hey, I, I shouldn't start out with three, but with running, I don't know why. Psychologically, like, it's it's just running. Yeah. Well, that's actually going to get later on. We have, have another gym on cardio and strength. So we'll, yes. we'll get there in a second. Okay. So that, that'll make more sense. Uh, another one is choose compound lifts over isolation lifts. If you don't know what this means, it means choose a, this is for resistance training, choose a lift that incorporates more muscles and or more joints moving than just like one muscle and one joint moving. So an easy thing is bicep curl would be an isolation lift. Chin-ups would be a compound movement because with chin-ups, you are hitting your biceps, but you're also hitting your lats and some rhomboids. Like you're, you're hitting, you're getting uh, more muscle, more joints moving. So that's a compound lift, bicep curl being isolation. Yeah, and I think we should definitely cover that in future episodes so we can go a little bit more in depth. Yeah, more in depth. This does not mean you don't do isolation lifts, but it's saying if you need to prioritize one versus the other, prioritize the compound lift. Yeah, even in your programming. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't do isolation. Just choose that over that. And then if you have time or the energy, then put the isolation uh, lifts in there. Definitely. And then the next one we want to cover is choose free weights over machines. Machines just tie you down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to be contained. <laughs> um, so, yeah, choose like barbells, dumbbells, dumbbells, kettlebells over like one of those like hammer strength machines, even kind of cable columns sometimes. Like it's better to do a barbell row with a barbell versus a cable row. Um, but they're all they're, it's all good. It's just prioritize it's, one over the other. It's better than nothing. And, it's better than that. And, you know, sometimes people feel more comfortable. Maybe they've never been in a gym before and they want to start with machines. Absolutely. Like, start with things that you feel comfortable with. But, again, these recommendations as you go mm-hmm. along, oh, I see what they're saying. Maybe I should choose this over this. I'm going to get more bang for my buck. Um, I can save time, all that kind of stuff. Uh, another little gem here is do a dynamic warm-up, not passive stretching. So before you exercise... More and more research is coming out that passive stretching is just trash. Don't do it. So dynamic means you're doing something actively. You are jumping jacks. Maybe you're doing high knees. Maybe you're doing maybe even just like some body weight squats or lunges or some push-ups. Just you're trying to get your body ready, whether that's heating up the tissue, getting your your you know your body ready to actually do some workout. To um, perform whatever movement you're about to do. Right. And so don't <clears throat> just sit there and stretch your hamstrings and stretch your quads before you squat. Like, do some body weight squats. Do some high knees. Do some uh, karaoke's. Like, do that kind of stuff. Or even jump on a bike or a rower or an elliptical. Like, get the body moving that way, not passive stretching. Don't do that. No, definitely. And the next few, uh, we're going to cover some, some different rep ranges and kind of explain... Um, what each one signifies. So the first one is strengths, which is uh, one to five reps. Um, it's just going to help to build your overall strengths when you're starting out. Most, I think we've covered in the past is stick to about three sets and then obviously stick to one to five rep range when you're first lifting. Yeah. And, and when we say one to five rep range, we're not just take, saying, you know, grab a dumbbell that's super light and do it for five reps and then set it down and that's going to build strength. Like, what we're saying is within one to five reps, you can't do anymore. Like you might have a rep or two left in the tank, 
But by that fifth rep, you're like, I don't think I would have got it up again. Like I should probably should have stopped at four or maybe stopped at three. That's what we're talking about yeah. with the rep range. Good like point. the weights will be heavier. The weights will not be lighter. So just because you do five reps of something, but it was easy, that doesn't mean you're going to gain strength. You have to be able to almost fail within that one to five rep range. No, very good point. So we actually, I mean, just this morning we had one of our clients, Spencer, he was squatting. Um, he was squatting 245. It was a PR and he got two reps and on the third rep he couldn't get. So like he literally failed within the one to five rep range. So he was definitely training strength. Um, cause of the next rep range is six to 12, six to 15, somewhere in there. And that's kind of more of your classic, what we call hypertrophy rep range. Um, a lot of bodybuilders use that rep range. Um, you're basically just increasing the reps and the weight will have to be a little lighter. You're trying to fail quote unquote, a couple but in a different way, but in a different way. Like it's going to, there won't be as heavy, but you're going to really feel probably more of a burn. Mm-hmm. Like this is the one where you're like, it's going to get really uncomfortable. Um, and you're going to want to like quit, um, around that six to 12 rep range with that. Yeah. And that was not fun. <laughs> Yeah, that one, like if you, and it's good to switch these up because if you were so used to lifting in the one to five and then you switch to six to 12, you're going to think you just got murdered. Yep. (laughs) And then like, same if you keep working in the six to 12 and then you actually go heavy, you're going to be like, holy smokes, this is, this is a different kind of hard. Yeah. You won't get that burn (laughs) feeling as much, but the weight is, the weight is heavy. Um, that being said, all they found in research, all rep ranges will build muscle. It's just they're just slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to cycle through and, and kind of mix up your rep ranges. And then the last one, which is endurance, is 15 plus rep range. I avoid these. <laughs> these are also hard too. And this <laughs> should be the, the weight should be a lot lighter. Very than, light. Because what you're doing is. You're trying to build up. So this this could be more for like body weight things, like people who know a lot of push-ups, body yeah, weight calisthenics, squats, calisthenics. Um, but also sometimes you just want to like milk out some more reps and, and kind of, you know, because this one will definitely give you what's called the pump where your muscles fill with blood and a lot of people like the feeling. Um, always chasing the pump. Always chasing the pump. But the 15 rep range is definitely going to build up a little bit more of uh, muscular endurance than it will like muscular strength. Mm -hmm. But all rep ranges will hit hypertrophy to some degree with the six to 12 rep range being um, looked at as being the most um, plausible for hypertrophy. Yeah. And and I guess the way Ethan would think about it, strength, it's heavy. Uh, Hypertrophy is a little bit more medium and then endurance is a lot lighter weight. I think that's a great way of looking at it. Uh, Heavy, light, medium. Or heavy, medium, light. Heavy, medium, light. There we go. And I was going going back to some powerlifting programming (laughs) there. Um, So the next thing is for most beginners, just do three sets. Don't get crazy here. Don't be doing four to five sets. Don't be doing drop sets and giant sets. And and, super sets. And 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 just stick with three sets for most exercises. and And you should be doing that for a while, year, two years, like. Don't go crazy with things. Keep it simple. Keep it with three. Some might be even two rep or two sets, two to three sets, somewhere in there. No, definitely. Yeah, you want to keep it simple. And then after a while, you're going to have to get more sets in for that specific lift or 
if you're targeting a body part and that's when we get into the more intermediate to advanced where you want to do three to five sets for the lift yeah and we covered it in progressive overload a little bit talking about how you can yeah. can increase sets but this would be the time where you would potentially want to do that where if you are been working out for a while maybe you want to start exploring in that four five set range um at that point but beginners just stick with three keep it simple another little kind of gym slash nugget here is uh you will always gain cardiovascular endurance way faster than you will um, increase muscular strength or hypertrophy like always cardio is the easiest to gain it's also kind of the easiest to lose strength is harder to gain and you still will lose it but it's harder to lose which i'm glad we said that i don't know about you but sometimes the bro talk in the gym you feel like the moment you start working out meaning lifting weights the moment you stop lifting weights you're like my muscles are perishing there <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm they're, getting weaker already but they're sagging <laughs> quick somebody hand me a protein shake <laughs> yeah no <laughs> But it's no, it's actually encouraging. Like, no, you're not going to lose it that fast. Right. Like if you go on a week vacation and after a week and you come back, you honestly, you could maybe even do a week or two on vacation and come back and the weights will probably, they might feel a little heavy, but you'll probably be able to still do the same weights. Yeah. Same reps, same sets. But you go on a two week from cardio, that mile or two is going to be a little bit more challenging when you first start back, but it's also easier to gain. So it can take years to build up, you know, put a hundred pounds on some of your lifts and it could take a month to be able to run two or three miles if you train. Yeah. So think about that as you, um, kind of progress through and become more self-sufficient. The next one, this was actually from one of my, um, professors in PT school. He had this, we thought it was, we made fun of him at the time, but it's actually, the, as the, as the further I've gotten <laughs> out, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is genius. You're like words of wisdom. Um, he said, how you train is how you gain. I know. <laughs> it seems really simple. Cheesy. It seems cheesy, yeah. but it's like, hey, if you want to get, if you want to get better at running, run. If you want to get better at bench, bench. If you want to get better at pickleball, play pickleball. Um, cause how you train is how you're going to like gain, whether that's strength or a skill set, whatever it is, do the thing you want to get better at. Don't, no, be, I mean, don't beat around the bush. <laughs> We're all about getting you moving and getting you on the path and staying on the path. That's right. That's right. Um, and then the last thing kind of ties back into that cardio and strength training is if you don't use it, you lose it. So that's just... I wish we could just, you know, work out for a year and then just never have to work out again and you kind of keep all the benefits. Yeah, and like we said, strength is harder to lose. Doesn't mean you cannot lose it. Good point, good point. Especially if you take a few years off, your numbers are going to go down. They're going to, they're gonna, and, and so will your muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of just some of our little gyms recommendations that we hadn't been able to put into the old, uh, into the guide into the guide so <laughs> yeah. far but to kind of get into the last little part here on helping people become self-sufficient mm -hmm. we're terming it the threefold path threefold path dun 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 sound like the lord of the rings i know <laughs> we almost thought it was like buddhism but i think that's the threefold way but i don't know you don't know um threefold path so Annabelle and I were talking and discussing like what what are the different ways that as as you go along uh, in your journey like what are the ways you can go 
Um, and one of the paths that we kind of came up with that you can take is um, you can set new goals. Yeah, that's, for instance, we'll see what happens. Because remember we said you have to be open to whatever might happen. Um, but I'm going to try to hit 405 here in about a month. On deadlift. On deadlift, yeah. Not yeah. on, not, not on. Bench. Yeah, so like his first goal was 225. Yeah, so I've been progressing. After I hit it, I'm going to set a new goal. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Yeah. To be determined, but that's kind of what you're doing. You're going to set a goal. This is obviously the first pass. You have your goal of a number on 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 the bar. You hit it, and then you reevaluate, set a new number. Yeah. Very straightforward. A lot of people do this with running they're like i want to my goal is i want to train for a 5k and then a lot of times after they hit a 5k like well um well a lot of times people stop and they're like i'm, <laughs> never, I'm not doing this again. they're like yeah i, I, I hate running <laughs> i hate running. i hate exercise but a lot of times what the right mindset would be is to set a new goal well let me try for a half marathon and then you know let me try for a marathon you know where you're just always trying to set new goals and that's going to help keep you kind of on the path yeah or it could be if we're running time I want to improve my time. Yeah. Oh, one like uh, your mile, mile yeah, time. Like mile a lot of time, time yeah. a lot of people have a goal to get under like a six minute mile, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't just have to be with weights or with running. This could be like, a, I want to set a new goal. I want to like I lost twenty pounds. Now my new goal this next six months is to lose ten pounds. And you're just constantly setting a new goal. Or after I lose that 10 pounds, then I want to keep that same weight, but build some more muscle. And then mm-hmm. I want my, you know, waist circumference to stay this, but my chest circumference to be this. So you're just always trying to set new goals. Um, this can be um, a little, um, I don't want to say challenging, but some people, after they hit a goal, then they just stop. And that's not, we're not trying to say you hit the goal and you stop. We're trying to say after that, set something new and it could be something um, it could be a different lift. It could be, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I mean it could be hard because probably for a long time you had your eyes set on this goal. Mm-hmm. And then once you hit it, you're like, well, I, I did the thing. Now now what do I do? Right. I mean, so this is actually going to be a good segue here because I, I had trained for, gosh, I think 10 to 12 months, all endurance-based. Like I was only biking and I was only running, and I had ran a half marathon, and then I had ran a full marathon. Um, and I, and after the marathon, I set no new goals for running anymore, but we, but I went into what we're calling the second, you, went, you, you know, you had a change of direction. That's right. So number, <laughs> our, our second path you could take is you can change direction, which I mean, a lot of times can keep things fun, can keep things interesting. This is a little different than just setting a new goal because we're talking about almost changing from one of the buckets, uh, those four buckets that we talked about, like sport, cardio, mobility, resistance training. I went completely from all cardio to, to powerlifting. I went to, to just straight barbell lifting. And now he, he trusts not to even walk because yeah, too much cardio. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I just I need one of those uh, little scooter things. Yeah. Um, which apparently those caught on fire a while back. Did they really? I think so. Anyway. Yeah, so we're just trying. We're just changing directions. Maybe you're a biker, and then you want to do running or triathlon. So it's it's similar, but you're just you're just changing the path a little bit. Um, you know, bodybuilding to strong. Yeah, and you st- I guess we always want to encourage everybody to do a little bit of all of the different buckets. Right. It just might mean that I don't know. You have a hundred percent, 
overall, I mean, you, you spare across the bucket, and maybe one has 50 or 60%, and the other ones have a lot less. Right, right. So I that's kind of what we're talking about. We did, we, I mean, we did give you the 3 2 1 principle, a, you know, mm-hmm. which is, it pretty much can incorporate all of the different buckets. Um, but yeah, and, and don't use the change of direction where you change something every four weeks. Like, because <laughs> oh, then you'll never be able to. Keep the muscles guessing, right? Know, like, <laughs> don't don't train running for a month and then completely switch and stop that and train. Like, this is when we're saying change directions. We're saying, like, also keeping in mind the progressive overload principles and yes. trying to then, once you change directions, you know, you can set those goals. And then once you hit those goals, then you can evaluate to see if you want to set new goals or if you want to change directions again. But this isn't just like you do something for four weeks. This is like, you're keeping this going. Yeah, I mean, you're keeping your log and you have your plan. Right. And you're following. That's what we're saying. And then once you hit the end of your plan or your goal, that's when you reevaluate the situation. You came, you ran your marathon. Okay, now now what do I want to do next? And doesn't mean I won't do another marathon in the future. It just means right now I I got a little tired of that, but I still like to train. So what else can I do? Well, I changed I changed the powerlifting. Yeah, and some of these goals are. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. They're not, this shouldn't be a two-month goal. I mean, it, it may be, but a lot of these are bigger goals. Right. You know, that you're, that you're setting that it's going to be a year, two years, maybe even three years to hit. Yeah. And then you obviously you break down your goals and you work backwards. But essentially, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, this could also be for sport, too. Like, um, I don't know if we have any, like, high schoolers listening or anything. But, like, for me, back in the, back in the day... Um, it was all sport. It was all baseball, like all the other types of training kind of were out the window. You know, we did it some because of our sport, but like my whole thing was to play college baseball. So that was like, that was the goal. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And so I put all my time and energy into training sport baseball in this instance to be able to play college baseball. Mm-hmm. Once I got there and I, and, and I was like, well, I think I'm going to change directions because <laughs> you know, like it, it wasn't, you know, yeah. anyway, but, um, it can also be applied to sport as well, not yeah. just cardio resistance training. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about eating too. It, it applies to everything. And then at some point in life, when you're you're busy, your goal is going to be to maintain. Yeah. I mean... Which is our third one, by the way. The third one, like, it's, it's so much... It's harder to gain than to maintain. Like, it yes. is... It's... Once you get to a certain spot, it takes a lot less to maintain things. And like, as animal said, like what if you're starting a new business or you just, you know, just, just had a child or a change of job, like something moving, change jobs. Yeah. Like where you just like this, I just need to, you know, work out twice a week just to maintain what I have. And uh, I'm not setting new goals. I'm not changing directions, but I'm also not quitting. I'm not stopping. I'm still, you're not progressing and you're not regressing. You're just staying the same. And we, uh, for this part of the path, you know, if you get to this point, let's just say you have like the body of your dreams and the and your health is on point, like sure, maintain. Like I'm not telling you not to maintain, but it is always good to keep seeking that edge, kind of that next level, because as we talked about earlier, like there's gonna come a decline, like a decline in our muscle mass, a decline in our health, and you want to just give every advantage you have before that starts happening. So, um, it's it's not like Animal said, not progressing, not regressing. And we did come up with a twice a week. Like if you can keep something twice, do something twice a week, running, biking, lifting weights, like you should be able to maintain pretty much all of what you had gained at that point. So maybe shoot for twice a week if you're just trying to maintain. No, no, definitely. 
um, think twice twice a week's doable. You know, when you when you look at the hours that we told you, you yeah, know, look, go back to up. that thought experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're really trying to get people we're to go back plugging. and listen. I know. Okay. <laughs> Ebook coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Hero's Journey. <laughs> uh, but seriously, you, you look at your hours in your week. You you make your schedule, and you you can find two days a week. For sure, it's doable. For sure. So those are what we're terming the threefold path. You can set new goals. You can change directions, or you can maintain. Um, but yeah, do you have uh, anything else, Annabelle? No, no, I don't have any other closing thoughts. Do you? Uh, no, just uh, before we head out, just remember you are human. We shouldn't seek uh, perfection, but daily improvements. All right. See you guys. See you.